I just was listening to it, and it, it, it sounds like a good opening theme, don't you think? Uh, uh, give it to me again. Uh, material. Questionable material. Questionable material. Oh, this, this is it. And that would be the entire new theme song for the show? <sighs> I don't know. Uh, just an how, idea. Okay, well, I mean, I want to respect your ideas. It is half your show fully financed by you but um how long are you envisioning that the song our, our new theme song sort of lasting for well uh it could be as long as we want so like be, a, 20 seconds could, yeah or it could be like this like questionable material okay questionable material Questionable material. Yeah, like that. Um, you don't see, you don't look sold. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Well, that's because I don't think it's good. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Questionable material. Questionable material. Like that. Not a not you don't I don't like your the face you're making is not a good you don't you're not on board. And then and then would that how would that then transition into like, you know, with Jack and Brian live from New York, like all that stuff that we typically say, like, how are you re-envisioning the remake of all that? Let's don't, hear it. Don't need it. I, I mean, OK, you want it here. Let me pick this song. Ready? OK, let's try this one. Recorded in New York. That's a little more hip hoppy. I mean, it's a it's a Frenchman having a stroke. material. I mean, like uh, it's sort of like yeah. that. See, no, I was going for more like an introductory, you know, that kind of uh, ear catching intro voice. You know, like the oh hey, I got I got to tune into this. Mm -hmm. We don't have to lock into anything yet. No, I know. Questionable material. Questionable material. Questionable material. Like that. Yeah. I think maybe it's just time to sort of part ways. With the music? Yeah. It, and, and you? You want to leave? You're breaking up with me because of the music? Yeah. This is worse than the girl who broke up with me because I sweated. <laughs> what? What's the story behind that? Uh, Evelyn asked me to help her move okay. to her apartment, her apartment in Boston. All right. And very pretty. Evelyn, yeah. Very pretty. And, and I helped her move. And then I said, well, I guess I'll just crash here tonight. And she said, sure. Do you want to take a shower? I said, no, that's fine. And then, uh, and then she broke up with me the, like the next day started ghosting me, I guess. That's what we'd call it nowadays. Back then she just stopped calling me. Okay. So were you boyfriend, girlfriend at the time? We had been dating, yeah. Okay. It just grossed her out. Apparently, she told a mutual friend that it grossed her out that I didn't take a shower and I got into bed. So, little fickle. Well, I was ready to hate on Evelyn, the the pretty girl who rejects the 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 vile nerd who sweats a lot. But I, you know, I'm hearing this story now. <laughs> I mean, the sweat for moving. Yeah. Is pretty intense. And I know you're a sweat. You get wet. But here's the thing. 
you know, then just say, you know, I'm what, 18 at the time or 20, whatever it was, mm-hmm. right? It was pretty much just out of college. So let's say 21. Okay. So just, I'm clueless. I'm a man, clueless, 21 year old male. Just say, uh, Brian, it's really gross. Why don't you take a shower before you crawl into bed? And I would have been like, sure. Evelyn. She, she should have, she should have said that, but being, um, what was she like 14, 15 at the time? She was legal for sure. Cool. Okay. Um, wow. And yeah. Huh. And, uh, didn't expect that. I, I want to say 18. I know you want to say 18, but what was her actual age? <laughs> I am legally required to say 18. <laughs> well, is it on the 18 year old to know exactly how to fix men in their disgusting ways? I don't know, but she was so pretty and soft. Why couldn't she just tell me that I was gross and sweaty and, 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 and not ghost me? Well, Evelyn. maybe. I mean, there is a level of like, you've, you, you sort of take a test with a, you, you test, especially at that age and the early ish, stages of dating you, there are these little tests where it's like, oh, he doesn't care about his smell or his appearance that much crawling into bed with me and getting the sweat. Like that was, you failed a test. Yeah. I didn't know I was being tested. See if I, I would have studied if, uh, if I were being tested. Now, did she Evelyn didn't say anything? Yeah. Just made me move her stuff. Yeah. Well, that does thing. Did you get post move nookie? I don't remember. <sighs> well, we know the answer then. Probably not. Cause I was all sweaty, right? She would have been like, Ooh, gross. I guess, but man. Sad. Cute. That is, that is, I, yeah, you're clearly still attracted to her. Yeah. She was, she was cute. Yeah. And wait, yeah. was she a sophomore? She was in a, yeah, she was a younger class because mm-hmm. she used to, I was a DJ oh, on my college radio station, mm-hmm. 92 WICB. And uh, she would call in a lot. Right. And just talk, she, I would answer the phone and be like, hello. Man, I can see why she went for you. Yep. That repartee is hot. Now you, you told me, um, you know, back when you're, t- I remember Evelyn now, there were also some issues, uh, I guess with your, um, the way you ate food and the way like you guys went out to eat at a restaurant and there was an issue where she, maybe she started to turn on you a little bit. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. What, what happened with that? Well, we went, uh, you know, your college budget. So I went to, uh, you know, we went cheap obviously, sure. you know, for date night. And so there was an all you can eat place. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there and it was uh, called Mr. S- or Stubby's. Okay. And uh, so, and they had an all you can eat bar. Sure. Nothing wrong with that. So I grabbed my chair and I wheeled it right up to the bar and I kind of sat down and I went, you know, went back and forth, just kind of assembling, you know, stick the fork in the lettuce and slide down and get a cucumber and then slide down, get a tomato mm-hmm. and go back and dip it into the dressing and give that a shot. And then, you know, it was great. I ate a ton. And uh, she didn't. She stood there and just watched me. So you seated yourself at the bar and just ate from it. Yeah, it was an all-you-can-eat bar. Yeah, no, I get that part. Okay, well, okay, I, I sort of get that, I guess. And um, and and that there was, a, I guess, an issue with your behavior when, like, the first time you met her parents. Yeah. Oh, so what happened? That you went to her, I guess, her childhood home, and and what happened? Well, I met the mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And the mom was very attractive <laughs> and she was very pretty. And I said, do you have the same tattoo? Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the answer? She said, what tattoo? 
<laughs> and then e- Evelyn turned beet red. Mm-hmm. And she's turned to her daughter. And she's like, Evelyn, what did you do? Did you get a tattoo? And Evelyn's like, Brian, thanks a lot. Oh, man. And, uh, and I was just like, well, I, I didn't know. And yeah, I was like, and, and the mother's like, where's the tattoo? Where's the tattoo? And, and Evelyn's like, you know, she's beat red. She's angry. And she kind of has to unbutton her shorts, <laughs> tight shorts and, and kind of slide down to show a little bit above the, like the, you know, the, what do you call the area between the belly button and the wujura? <laughs> the pubic mound? Yeah. So there was a little <laughs> tattoo there. And I remember it was a really unique tattoo though. What was it? It said Brian's place. <laughs> So it was unique to any, you know, it was me, obviously. And that's so odd. And you would think that the mother had the same tattoo there with the same wording. I, you know, I was hoping because she was a, <laughs> she was a pretty lady, but Damn. no, she, she was furious. Uh, she, they were very religious. So, you know, having a tattoo meant you, you couldn't go to heaven. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, and so now did you, uh, did, did things, I, I remember when, when you went to sleep where I think she fell asleep that you spent the night at her house in separate rooms, obviously, yeah. um, uh, she fell asleep first and then there was some sort of issue with the mom that night. What, what, what happened? Uh, well, I mean, the mother had extremely sensitive hearing mm-hmm. and, you know, Evelyn and I were kind of, you know, we were young and energetic and trying to do our thing. Sure. And the mother kept saying, I can hear you, I can hear you, I can hear you. Mm-hmm. And so you're we like, you know, we'd get quieter and quieter and just kind of, um, you know, just trying to keep it down. You know, it's just very difficult. But the mother mm. would be constantly like, I can hear you, I can hear you, I can hear you. And then suddenly she's like pounding on the underside of the bunk bed. And then I'm just like, <laughs> it just, it was a mood killer. <laughs> That's right. So they, the, the, the two ladies bunked together. Yeah, it was a small apartment in in Boston. Mm-hmm. That's odd. Yeah. See, it's well, also what's weird, which makes me almost believe the story isn't true. Is no woman I've made love to has ever made a sound. So I, I think this might be one of your make em ups. No, no, they they will if you're doing if you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. You can get sounds out of them. Okay, sure, Brian. Like, you know, that kind of whatever, like they do. Also, if you do like role playing, farm play, you know, um, anything like that. Did Did you and Evelyn role play a lot? Yes. What what sort of role playing were you two into? Uh, well, we did a lot of we did like I I I was Captain Smith of the Titanic. <laughs> okay, and what was she? A whale. <laughs> okay, and what happened with Captain Smith and the whale? Well, I just stand on the bed and go there she blows, and then then the mother was was like, "Would you please keep it down and stop that?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably for the better that she broke up with me for sweating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it feels like there's really a laundry list of things, but whatever. Uh, well, good old Evelyn. Ho- hopefully she's a listener and we could um, have her on the show someday to catch up. I'd love to have her on again. <laughs> You're such an idiot. <laughs> so, Brian, how's life, man? Pretty good, Jack. I'm all alone with a dog. Okay, awesome. Kids are abroad doing their things. Wife's abroad and a lady. <laughs> right. Doing her thing. Yep. 
So I'm just by myself with a dog. For how many more days, though? Because you are going to skip uh, town again and yeah. go to Europe for a month. Because what? Has it been like six weeks where you haven't uh, traveled internationally? This has been a travel year between the Turkey uh, expedition for the earthquake and then the Poland thing to shut down the warehouse. Yeah. Traveling yeah. again. I'm going to. So my son, <clears throat> the younger one, is going to debate school. Oh my gosh. And uh in 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 Scotland in Edinburgh. Whoa. And uh so I'm going to Edinburgh to pick him up. And you know what's cool? What's cool? You know Mr. Andrew Heaton? I love Mr. Andrew Heaton. Podcaster extraordinaire. Yes. Comedian. Uh, he's going to be in Scotland at the same time. And that, that's his stopping. He's going to be there for like 2 months. So he's going to show me his his little town of Edinburgh. Is he going to show you Brian's place? Um, that, no, he, he, he had that tattoo removed because he okay. wants to go to heaven. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that should be fun. Yeah. Well, let's talk real quick though about debate school. I mean, that's yeah. a fascinating thing. So, uh, I'm sorry, is this your youngest or oldest who's in debate school? This is the youngest. Okay. The youngest. 16 okay. year old. He's okay. going to debate school. Okay. What's the admission process like for debate school? That seems like such an interesting, um, uh, sort of college to attend what you know tell me what what the admission process is like well they take people from all over the world mm -hmm. from america and also the other countries hmm. name two pergola <laughs> i don't think that's a country umbrella <laughs> no that's a noun okay just go on what's um, the admission process like the admission process, well, I mean, obviously it's debate school, so they want to test your debate skills to see if you are mm, worthy. Makes sense. And so what they do is they make you defend a position or make a, make a, take a position and, and argue it okay. with the, the head debater. Oh, whose cool. His name is Rodney. Okay. He's Rodney the debater. Okay, Cool. And he's the one who determines whether or not you pass. All right. So what was, what was your son's um, debate about? How, how did the debate against Rodney go? What was the topic and, and what, how did it go? Well, uh, the question was the Jewish question. <laughs> what, into the sea or not into the sea? <laughs> well, that's the thing. So my son took a very cool position. Okay. He's, he's very, very anti-Semitic. Your son. But yeah, but yeah. he's empathetic. <laughs> That's tough. So what he did, which I think is very clever, is he found an island <laughs> in the Pacific and he called it Barganistan, <laughs> home of the best bargains. <laughs> Jesus. God. Their flag is, it says 48% off. <laughs> oh my God. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's, he proposed enticing people to go there on their own accord mm -hmm. to this Barganistan, mm -hmm. home of the best bargains. And he won best anti-Semite. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's great. I was very proud of him. He I, called I, me up. He's like, Daddy, Daddy you're not going to believe this. I, I was the, the top anti-Semite in debate camp. Oh, my gosh. And I said, good for you. And he said, Rodney said, looked at me and said, you... You are a fantastic anti-Semite and you're, you win the debate, sir. Well, good for him. That's really, yeah. it's, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not an anti-Semite and I think oh, what your son stands for is horrific, but I mean, I'm glad for him 
to be successful? I guess. My wife won't talk to him. Because <laughs> she still doesn't know the language yet? Yeah, it has nothing to do with his anti-Semitism. I mean, she's Polish. <laughs> what is this word? I don't understand it. Oh, also, she's going to kill you because she heard last week's podcast. Oh, God. What, what did I say? When you were mocking her English speaking. Oh. <laughs> she was like, she's like, I will kill him. And, and that's the thing that's this part of the show is not a bit. Your wife scares me to death. I love her, but she scares me to death. And I believe that she will kill me. She will kill you. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll kill her over not getting invited to July 4th. So she can suck my butt. Oh, wow. Well, Brian, um, thanks for sharing, uh, you know, your so much as usual about, about your family. I feel like we all uh, know them intimately. Thank you, Jack. I'm glad you did. Like intimately. Intimately. That's a little creepy. 450,000 <clears throat> lovers. That just increases the odds of me getting something so dramatically. What we are about to talk about is 100% true. Yes. Uh, you, since I have known you, since I first met you in 2011, you have been a big advocate for, uh, try and tell this quickly, a, a certain website that helps uh, fi connect people with lost money. Can you really quickly tell us about that? Yeah. So like every state has a state, has a comptroller, an office of the comptroller who collects all the checks that didn't make it to the address for whatever reason you moved or whatever. So like if you had a, a deposit, a security deposit, some kind of a refund, some kind of insurance thing, and it just didn't make it to you for whatever reason, it winds up at the controller's office and, and they just kind of hold on to it. Uh, and it's up to you to kind of figure it out and get, get, get it back. And there's a website called missingmoney.com that kind of aggregates a lot of these state controllers. And you can just go there and punch in names like your name, and it'll tell you if there's any, like any checks that are anything out there. And sometimes the checks are like a dollar ten or you know twenty five bucks or a hundred bucks from a security deposit or something. Yep. Um, but I'll do it. You know, every once in a while, like every six months or so, I'll just start randomly typing in names of people who I've recently texted with or spoken to or thinking about. And uh, and every once in a while it works out. Like somebody's like, oh, thanks a lot. I you know, had to check for 30 bucks out there. Yep. Well, and you did this the very, you know, like I said, sort of early on in, in having first met you. And and I found, I, I have the same name as my, so I'm Jack Helmuth III. So therefore I obviously have the same name as my father and my grandfather. So I put my name into the missing money back then in the day. And um, there was some money in Virginia of my grandfather's. Mm. I think it was, you know, 45, 65 bucks, something like that. Uh, something for my dad, something for myself. So we all sort of had something in that range. Yeah. Uh, and you did it for like our entire staff. You took such pleasure in finding money for people. It's such, it brings you such joy. <laughs> uh, and, and I, and I, I love this thing so much that I even did um, a segment on it on good morning America. <laughs> Oh, that's right. <clears throat> yeah. So I sort of did a thing like just letting people know that this is out there because this is real and the coolest thing. Um, so Brian finds <laughs> Brian finds my wife's name in the uh, on missing money and sends her a notification that she has a check that's sitting there waiting for her. So. Betsy looks it up and, and sure enough, there it is. And she fills out the paperwork that you have to online and is able to, um, to get the money. And uh, a week or two ago, she got a check in the mail. Cause so you, you have no idea about the check when it is, comes right. in, you have no idea how much it's for. And so Betsy opens up the envelope and takes out her check. And the check 
was for $7,995. Yeah. Somebody owes me a snack. <laughs> you look, you can go to Brian's place tonight on me, buddy. It was a $7,940.23. Oh, my bad. I thought it was $7,940. Okay, so $7,940. Yeah, because she, uh, she sent me a picture, and I, I saw the little text come in from her like, oh, thanks for the check. And I'm thinking like, okay, it's going to be for like 25 cents. Yep. And that she's mocking me. And then I enlarged the check. I'm like, holy crap, that's the most I've ever found for anybody. What the hell was that about anyway? I, I, I don't know what it's from. I, I cannot believe like, I mean, we don't have the sort of money that that could go unnoticed. I can't possibly imagine what that is from. But Brian literally found eight thousand dollars for my family online. And it's crazy. There's no jokes. I hate doing bits with no jokes. But holy crap. Yeah, that was nuts. And you also look up celebrities because that I think that was the yeah. other sort of hook, you know, to like do it, put it on morning TV. I think they need well, to I used hook. to do it. I used to when I had my blog, my humor blog back in the early 2000s, I would do it because Gawker would pick it up. And I'd find I found money for like Martha Plimpton. Remember the actress from the Goonies? Yeah, of course. And I actually got a nice email from her like, thank you for finding this. Uh, but I do, you know, Charlie Sheen or all these people. Steven uh, Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, $10,000. Um, who was the oh, there was the, there's who's the the Trump lady? Ivanka. Okay. Uh, which one's the daughter? Ivanka? No, yeah. that's... Uh, no, yeah. Ivana? Ivanka. Who's the, which, which one's the daughter married to... What's his name? Jared Kushner. Ivanka. 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 Yeah. yeah, so she's got money from Tiffany's <laughs> and Baccarat, which is a, an expensive... So, like, you know, like, you know, they return stuff and then they get issued a check and, for, you know, they, they move to a new apartment. The check doesn't make it to them. So I'm, I'm happy to find money for even super wealthy people I don't really care for. Wow. So I guess what we're saying is everyone should go to the, where this isn't sponsored. Just, this is awesome. Go yeah, take advantage of it. We love our listeners and go check it out. And then like tweet us and let us know if you find any money and we'll, yeah. you know, talk about it on the show and hopefully you guys can uh, all, all get rich. Yeah. It's missingmoney.com. And then you all owe it to us in Patreon. Well, let's start a Patreon and get all the money from them, Brian. We should. Yes. We should get 10% of all of this. Okay. <clears throat> Starting with you, you owe me $790. Yeah, I'm not going to pay that. Damn it. Nice try, though. So anyway, missingmoney.com. How crazy yeah. is that? I just love it. it. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Brian. Yeah. I just want to transition now, Um, you know, because I- You I'm too? <laughs> no, 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 no. Everybody's <laughs> doing it. No, 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 no. It's, 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 it's not because I, I like following the cool trends of the day. No, this is me transitioning good topics to talk about. Oh, okay. No, All I'm, right. I'm going to remain a, a sort of a squishy man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So well, uh, my, 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 the thing I want to talk to you about, Brian, is that, you know, Disney has come under uh, an incredible amount of criticism, including a number of um, different other stu Hollywood studios for uh, sort of making all of their sort of beloved franchises and turning them woke. This yeah. has been in the news a lot lately because they say that, you know, uh, Indiana Jones was sort of became sort of too woke. Certainly all the star Wars movies uh, it is claimed went too woke. They got more worried about um, casting than they did about good storytelling. Um, you know, uh, all, all the Disney remakes, uh, all these sort of franchises are, uh, are going woke. And I was wondering, I, I you know, I, I know that you're, um, you're a, a development executive out there in Hollywood, right? Yeah, I do. I do on the side, some development executiving. 
That's really awesome. So yeah. I know that you you have the the plans that are in place for some reboots of big big franchises that are going to yeah. be woke. Would you mind telling us sort of like the woke version of these new franchises? No, I want to get people you know excited about it now. That's smart. You know, you, you can't start the buzz machine too early. That's right. I want to get the buzz going. So for, right off the bat, um, the Fast and the Furious movies, apparently uh, you're saying after episode 10 just came out uh, a couple yep. months ago, they're going to sort of like reboot it in a woke way. Can you sort of tell us how the changes are going to be uh, incorporated into the Fast and Furious? Yes. So uh, obviously, you know, we need to be getting away from fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. So we are no longer dealing with you know, petroleum engines that burn gas, contribute to you know, carbon to the to the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a no go for us mm-hmm. at the studio. So we have changed it a little bit um, to um, pedal power. <laughs> so I mean, the same cars. Okay. Like really cool, you know, Ferraris and Bugattis and all these amazing cars, but they're just powered by humans. <laughs> so, so Vin Diesel is in there just like peddling, like, like you, you can't believe like the, the, how furious he's, furiously he's peddling. Wow. He's so, just, oh, yeah. so that's the furious part of this. Yes. It's fast. Well, we're changing it to fast and furiously peddling. Now, how, but how fast do these cars go? Because I know pedaling, if you're not going downhill, isn't, it doesn't seem like it's going to be that fast. What sort of chases are there going to be in these films now? Well, we, we have adapted the chase scenes. So they are downhill because Vin was, <laughs> was struggling. Mm-hmm. We had him out in the, in the salt flats <laughs> and uh, we, we thought, you know, you, know, you can go to 600 miles an hour out there mm-hmm. if you have a rocket car. Uh, but he was pedaling and he's got nice quads, uh, but he just, he was, Having a hard time breaking 30. <sighs> yeah, that doesn't seem like good. That doesn't seem like good uh, uh, cinema. No. So what we've done, we've started, you know, everything pretty much starts at the top of a mountain. <laughs> and then, you know, they work their way down. And it's just some really crazy stunts and a lot of a lot of spinning around and then just kind of slowly. I mean, you know, the movie kind of peters out near the end as you get to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of, they kind of drift and then, then they just... They run out of steam, to be quite honest. Man. Well, it's sound, I mean, I, you know, good luck with it, I guess. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so another big, uh, franchise that is going through its woke, wokeification here, another movie that just had, um, a sequel come out, uh, in the last few weeks, I believe. And that's Transformers. Yes. So how is trans, I mean, that seems so cut like, how are you going to make Transformers woke? Uh, well. <clears throat> you'll see a gentleman walking and then uh, Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. you know, comes down and he just, he, he's like, do your thing. And then suddenly this, this guy, he sprouts breasts <laughs> and his penis goes, retracts into his body and he's, he becomes uh, the spokesperson for Bud Light. Mm-hmm. And then you know, when that doesn't pan out, he goes back, turns back into a man <laughs> and then kind of pretends he never did that. Right. Transformers. Transformers. <laughs> and it's going to be, you're going to, T-R-A-N-S is going to be in the colors of the rainbow. That's great. So it's going to be trans and then formers. Okay. So, 
I mean, that seems a little uh, for like a PG 13 popcorn movie for like 12 year old boys. That seems a little graphic. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we're, we're going to, there'll be a lot of pixelation, <laughs> but so like, for example, like the opening scene, the camera's panning across an Olympic swimming pool and you have all these female divers ready to jump into the pool. And then right as they're about to pull, shoot the gun in the air to get the race started, you see Optimus Prime point to one of them and, and suddenly he sprouts a, a tiny penis and his breasts retract, <laughs> which gives him an advantage. And he just, he breaks all the women's records. <laughs> it's, it's, it doesn't, that doesn't seem like a 12 year old boy <laughs> would enjoy that movie. Yeah. It didn't, it's not focus grouping well with them. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess so. Um, all right. Fair enough. So, uh, you know, I, I know you sadly haven't seen these movies yourselves, but I know you're part of the uh, the sort of the rewrite team for this. The Rocky franchise. Yes. I, I think that spawned nine or ten movies at this point. Again, a recent one came out in March with Creed, Creed 3. Um, but yeah. that, how is the Rocky franchise rebooting and becoming woke? Well, uh, Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he gets in the ring with uh, a gentleman, his, his big black Bob. <laughs> that's his name, Big Black Bob? Yeah, I mean, that, we're, that's we're workshopping the name, but that's what we're going with right now. Oof, okay. And he and Big Black Bob, it's a big fight. And Rocky gets up there and <clears throat> the bell rings. And then Big Black Bob just lays a punch right in Rocky's face. And Rocky's just standing there. He doesn't even raise his fists. Oh, and, and just takes it punch after punch. <laughs> and then he just keeps screaming restorative justice, restorative justice <laughs> until he's knocked out. And that's, that's the entirety of the film. Yeah. Oof. Man, nor, uh, a lot of times in the past, Rocky would like, you know, I know you haven't seen the, but he would win. Yeah. That, <clears throat> we can't do that. <laughs> This is called, it's Rocky 10 in, t in 10. <laughs> in, in 10 minutes? Yeah. It's Rocky 10 in 10. And then, so, you know, it's an opening credit sequence. And then you see him working out, you know, get, getting in the ring. And then he gets repeatedly punched in the face by Big Black Bob. <laughs> and uh, screams restorative justice 12 restorative times. Justice. <clears throat> and then he's out. Okay. And then credits roll? Yeah. But it's, it's sadder because he lost. Yeah. So it's, it's da -da -na, da -na, da -na, da is it? That <laughs> sounds God, so depressed. Doesn't seem like you're really getting your money's worth. Now, for that one though, I remember you texted me because you wanted some, you wanted to brainstorm some ideas. Uh, yeah. What did you guys finally land on for the end credits sort of surprise sequence at the end for the uh, at the end of Rocky Ten in Ten? Well, uh, we wanted to be the first credit sequence uh, that has uh, someone doing American Sign Language on the side <laughs> in a really distracting manner. Uh -huh. So we have, you know, just for our, our you know, hearing impaired uh, viewers, there'll be somebody there signing all the names and, and what but, the various positions are. But, what, but the names are written down. That's what credits are. They're not being said aloud. <laughs> first AD. <laughs> yeah. We just didn't want to be considered, you know, we were afraid of being called ableist. <laughs> For rolling credits? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're already fighting off the concept that credits are racist. How, wh why are credits racist? Because they're black and white. 
Okay. Okay, fair we're enough. Fine. Tre- we're treading very carefully. I as as well you should. Um okay, and I guess, you know, um you know, uh, the Lord of the Rings obviously sort of went woke on Amazon, so we don't need to talk about that. Um uh, you know, according to some as did Game of Thrones. So why don't we just sort of maybe we could end with uh, Jurassic Park. They're going to reboot that again. First it was the Steven Spielberg first 3 and then the then the next, the Colin Trevorrow uh, Jurassic World movies or whatever, which weren't weren't good. Uh, but so there's going to be a, a new reboot, a woke reboot of Jurassic Park. Can you sort of tell us what that's about? Well, so, yeah. So basically, um, they have these dinosaurs on the island. Okay. But the gentleman behind the, his name is uh, Doctor Speary, mm-hmm. hmm. and Doctor Speary is the one who came up with the you know who brought these dinosaurs to life. But he uh, acknowledges that that island was stolen Wampaquawag uh, territory. <laughs> and so he turns, he, he's actually the only one who does a land acknowledgement, then actually turns the land over. Oh my gosh. Usually it's, usually it's very performative where they just say, oh, they were, we're giving, doing this on stolen Wampanoag land. Right. The Ben and Jerry's uh, move. Yeah. yeah. But in this case, he's actually like, nope, this island is, is I'm giving it back to you. Because you had said you were getting along so well here until we showed up and stole your island and put dinosaurs on it. And so he brings the dinosaurs to New York City. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously people are very very concerned. So they they put the dinosaurs on Ellis Island. Okay. Where they can be washed. Now, it's very crowded. Mm Mm-hmm. And you just, so it's basically Ellis Island is just a, a small piece of land with a lot of dinosaurs on it. Okay. And they're just kind of bumping into one another and they look generally miserable, but at least it's not stolen. And and so the, the, the dinosaurs wreak no havoc. They just they just have to go where immigrants came into America. Yeah, because we you know, it's very dinosaurist to suggest that they're all just like violent and they, they had some kind of violent culture. I can't. So, they just kind of do their thing. Oh, so, so like what, what sort of stuff does, what sort of like, um, you know, uh, madcap, um, exciting CGI, uh, things does the Tyrannosaurus Rex, for example, do in the film? Well, there's a, you know, tour boats circle the Island. Yeah. And you just see the, the, the Tyrannosaurus Rex kind of fought, you know, eyeing the, the, the boat and just, you can see in his eyes, he really wants to get on that boat. Mm-hmm. And get some snacks. Yeah. But he can't. So what, like, so what does he, what does he do though? What does he do? He holds up a billboard that says white supremacy is terrorism. (laughs) With his tiny little hands. That's really convoluted. Yeah, it's a mess. Well, Brian, uh, you know, now that we're trying to. I do know, Jack. Keep things a little tight. With the content, I think that's going to be all for this episode. You think it's going to be all for this because I'm traveling, you're traveling, I'm traveling. It's all crazy. It's all crazy. And we still want to get, put episodes out while you're Christ in your Europe. Momentary. St- <laughs> Christ in momentary. So uh, uh, is there any, is there any, are there any special goodbye, goodbyes and goodnights that you would like to make uh, for this episode? Yes, there are. Okay, good, good. Please go ahead. I want to say goodbye to Percy, the clown. Sigmund. Oh, Sig- oh Sigmund. Sigmund Hitler. Okay. 
Okay, I'm not, I think you're really just making stuff up now at this point. Congratulations to all the marks. You did it. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, cool. Yeah, Gary. Oh, man. Keep keep, keep going. Say as many names as you can and we'll fade out. Dave, uh, Peter, Stephen, Tyler, <laughs> Wes, Brinsley, hmm? L-E-I-G-H, is a pretentious spelling, Caden, Braden, Jaden, Dayden. <laughs> 